Welcome back to Chad and MJC Talking Bulls. I'm your host, Chad, and with me, as always, is Michael Schwick. And um, we come to you at this end of quite a weird season. I, I feel like I could take multiple chats throughout this season and have an entire roundtable argument for the Bulls just based on how they trended up and down and where I stood in that. It's kind of wild because, like, you would think, like, we... The Bulls made the playoffs. You think we'd be super fucking hype and excited, but the season just kind of like came to a crashing halt. And the only thing that saved the Bulls is they ran out of games to lose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly. If this was a eighty-five game season for whatever reason, the Bulls wouldn't be in the playoffs right now. Eleven seed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but luckily there's only 82 games this season, so like uh, we're good. Uh, and it was it was so many ups and so many downs, but I feel like at the end of the season I was once again left wondering what direction to take because we made the playoffs. It should be a celebratory time, but it just doesn't. I feel I feel like I don't know where they're going. I'm I'm not happy with Levine right now. I'm loving Patrick Will. <sighs> Sad Lonzo Ball is injured. Loving Io. Uh, Tristan seemed like a bad or a irresponsible decision and or non championship decision. It's yeah. it's not a needle mover, like in the wrong or right direction. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's just a body. Exactly. Which Vucevic, I'm I'm fine with, but I feel like I don't know how valuable he is to the team in our in its current state. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, but uh, let's let's just get into like the end of the season. So when we last recorded with the Bulls, number two. No, no, they were like. Oh no, they were they were like three four. Yeah, they were like fourish. Yeah, and trending down. Well. They had steadied the ship a little bit to which we then now know was really just them um, scooping a little bit of water out with a gushing hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it's crazy because I can't think of one particular reason why it just fell off. Like, there's so many little aspects to this whole thing. Uh, some weird decisions by Donovan. I was uh, going to ask you that, how you felt about Billy. I don't know. Or seeming lack of adjustments. It it seems like he I I didn't want to I don't want to say gave up, but it just he kind of ran out of ideas for what to do. And the hope was always like, oh, Lonzo's like two weeks away. Lonzo's two weeks away. And that that would have solved so many issues. But Lonzo didn't. You know, he got shut down for the season. And I don't think they had a backup plan, like especially as much as we've loved Io, a lot of the things that was benefiting Io is he was a rookie. There was not enough tape of Io in the NBA. Yeah. And towards the end of the season, except for a couple outbursts here because he's a talented player, uh, teams figured him out so he could no longer surprise people. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and it- that's going to happen with a rookie. And he will get better from this experience, but it in a team that was almost number one, it it sucks. And and it sucks so much because 
like let's rewind to the beginning of the season. Like we matched up so well with everybody in a team scenario. I mean, except the Sixers at that time. Yeah. But since the Sixers got James Harden, I feel like they're they didn't match up great against us in a healthy. You know, even maybe if we didn't have Lonzo, we might still match up well against them. Yeah, just because they depleted so much of their team to get Harden. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really, aside from Harden, I don't know what reliable guard they have. Like, I like Tyrese Maxey, but I wouldn't have felt in danger <laughs> of playing against him. Yeah, because you, Levine and and DeRozan, DeRozan. would be enough of a problem uh, for mm-hmm. it. And, Joe. Yeah. Joel Embiid's always an issue, but considering we don't really have the best interior defense right now, but in a seven-game series, I, I don't know. I don't really expect him to be the biggest issue throughout the entire playoffs. It's just a matter of if you're fortunate enough for him to not have it against you that round. Well, it's one of those things where the Sixers are kind of the one of those teams where it's like, okay, let Embiid go off for 40. Fuck it. Let him go for 50 shut the rest of the team down and they're not going to win. He can go for as many points as he wants. Um, yeah, or if they win, it'll be like a two, three point game that they really fought for. And he'd be dead tired, you know, mm-hmm. in a seven game series from having to just go off and like bully whoever the Bulls would put against him, which would be Vooch, Patrick Williams. And do we even Thompson. still have Tony Bradley? I do. That's the thing that's crazy is like, there's so many people on the Bulls that I feel like Donovan just dropped from the rotation. Uh, and damn, do we is is Tony Bradley still on the Bulls? Well, I'm looking this no, up. No, right I don't. Now. I don't yeah. think so. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, he, he is, is. Yeah, still on the Bulls. Yeah, but there's so many players that he just kind of dropped from the rotation. And like, I know we like Derrick Jones Jr. I like Derek Jones Jr. But he was never healthy enough this season uh, to be a factor. And I think they stretched Javante Green as far as they could. Yeah. But he was hitting that point in the late of the end, you know, like the, the last like 10, 15 games of the season where when I would see him on the floor, I'm like, why is he on the floor right now? Like, I, I, know, w- I know we need to use him, but like, shit, why is he on the floor right now? I really like Javante Green. And I know... From a data sense, like, we are very, like, him being on the court and usually at the power forward position is impactful. But in a 82-game season and looking to make a playoff run of some sort, I just don't think it was responsible to move past the trade deadline and the waivers as if he's not a guard. Like, he's literally a guard, and Mm -hmm. we were trying to tough it out with him and Tristan Thompson and and that was the thing that was bothering me when I would see him on the floor and he's posting up power forwards and centers I'm like that's that's cool for a couple minute stretches here and there but when they're just like okay all of his minutes power forward it's just like no that's not gonna work yeah and then Derek Jones Jr. I think there's a couple times he would come back and then he would just look like he's in pain and then he'd have to go sit back down and you can say the same for Caruso Caruso had not been healthy the second half of the season, and you could tell. But he says he's feeling a, close to a hundred percent. But I'm so past the point of 
feeling like I can be optimistic for the Bulls. I'm going to need at least one or two playoff wins and not like empty ones to really bounce me back this yeah. season. Well, it's one of those things though when I, when I like think back to Caruso. Like it's like, "Oh, Caruso just wasn't healthy enough this season." And then I look at his like he's a 7 point you know, average uh for his career. Mm-hmm. You know, towards like how much could he really affect? And then I think that's when it comes down to like the Bulls really needed Zach Levine to step up and he looked like, and I think he's even said like, he's just not that guy that wants to be the leader of the team or wants to be vocal. And like, that's not good. That that's not good. I I think the, the, the most damning thing is I think Levine was getting frustrated and like IO basically had to go up to him and be like, chill. And it was just like, IO is that guy. And, it, and Levine just doesn't seem like he's he wants to be the number one person, which is why DeRozan did so well. And it's 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 kind of frustrating. Uh, like Zach Levine, he's going to probably get a max deal from the Bulls, and I don't know if that's going to be wise. I, I really don't want him to be on the Bulls anymore. Unless he does something this playoff run, or like in this series. That shows that he is a max player. I think at best, and it's not to diminish his skills, he's clearly very talented and can do a lot on the basketball court. But for a championship team with his attitude, his demeanor, like just everything, I think he's best as like a third option. Yeah. Like, I personally... And I hate that this is going to be quoted, but I personally would rather have Chris Middleton than Zach Levine. I know, and you're, you're not a Bucks fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I know I, I agree. Like, I, I really hope we see something from Levine in this series that changes my mind. Because when him and DeRozan were, like, seeing who's going to average 30 points a game, that was fun. And I was like, cool, Levine seems like he has a fire in him because yeah. he wants to compete with DeRozan. But then at a certain point, as soon as DeRozan started to get MVP talk, Levine was like, all right, okay, let's. It, it, it would even be in the middle of game sometimes where you just be like, dude, just is suddenly playing stupid <laughs> or Le- something. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. And, Le- and Levine seems like a great teammate because like he's supported like DeRozan and you see him supporting his teammates, but it was just one of those things where it's just like, as the season progressed and you're just like, man, DeRozan can't just do this by himself. And then Levine would like, he would go off and get some good points, but they would usually be in like games that are already over. Like you would see him the most passionate when the bulls are just getting their ass kicked. And it's just like, Hey dude, if you just played with that passion for four quarters, like yeah, we wouldn't be in the team wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, and I think that was like the most frustrating aspect of this season. Um, but I, let's at least talk about Patrick Williams coming back. Like that's at least been a highlight towards the end of the season. Lonzo Ball aside, Patrick Williams might be my favorite player on the Bulls right now. I mean, DeRozan aside too. I feel yeah. like DeRozan, I'm extremely biased because I just have a long history of loving him. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo... Again, I, I love Lonzo, but in the sense of like looking at it from the Bulls now and in the future, I love Patrick Williams. And yeah. I maintain Duke could be a star if he's given the chance. 
I think this is like I we'll talk about like what we think is going to happen this season or this playoff uh, series, but I think this is uh, Patrick Williams' coming out party. Uh, like this will be a a great series for him. I don't think it will be a great series for the Bulls, but I think like a first round Patrick Williams versus Giannis is going to be very important for like Patrick Williams' career. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, win or lose, that's going to be a yeah. great experience for him. Yeah, and he showed it towards the end of the season. Like when he came back, like you know he they they took it slow, but it, like as the season went on, the last couple of games, he was just like, now I'm I'm fucking going for it. And there was like a game where. I think he hit the tying or go ahead three in one of the games. And it was just like, Oh shit. He like, he wants the ball. Like he yeah. actually wants to be involved. He wants to ball. He wants to play and make defensive stops. He's like, he's someone that is going to like, no matter, I again, we keep, uh, keep emphasizing this. Like no matter how this playoff series goes, like I am going to be watching this series for Patrick Williams. Yeah, pretty much. And also DeRozan, because like DeRozan could, DeRozan is capable. He showed all season. Like if he wants to take over a game, he can. Uh, but it's just going to be a matter of is is it going to be enough against yeah. the Bucks? I think DeRozan keeps us in the game and puts us in positions to win. But it it seems to be something at the end of games, whereas we were winning games at the start and early middle of this, at, like in late games. That went away, and it seems like the offense and defense even just kind of lose it in the third and fourth. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly because, like, in the beginning of the season, it's just like, oh, shit, what are you going to do when DeRozan gets in the fourth quarter? And teams will figure that out a little bit, but then it would be like, oh, shit, what are you going to do about Zach Levine? And then Zach Levine, as the season went on, was like, I'm not really going to try. Or I'm not, not, not try. He's trying, but he's like, I'm not real. I'm going to see, I'm going to let DeRozan do this. And then he took a step back when he needed to be a little more assertive. And then early in the season, I feel like people aren't talking about how important Lonzo ball was with like clutch threes and defensive stops. And just general pacing of our offense. Yeah. Because now like the, the bulls kind of just go into ISO mode where it's just like, DeRozan's going to get the ball. He's going to hold it for like 20 seconds and he's going to hit a mid-range jumper. It's going to go in. Cool. But there is no pace and flow that was seen that we were seeing earlier. And that mid-range has not been as reliable late season. It it almost looks like some of the shots are a bit for. No, definitely seems like some of them are just being forced because there's like no one else really asking for the ball. True. Uh, like Vooch- I think that comes down to Billy Donovan a lot too, though. Oh man, and you saying Vooch just made me think of like I know early in the season he wasn't making his shots, and you know criticism was flying around. But I was taking the shots so much more than the passive Vucevic that mm-hmm. I saw all times towards the end of the season. Yeah, uh, Vooch stepped up a lot. Uh, but it almost felt too late. And then I, I have a feeling like there were some games where Vooch just like the the bot, the shots just weren't going in. And I almost want to say it just be, it's just because he wasn't taking those shots throughout the year. Yeah. Like it's so many times where he gets the ball like on the wing or top of the key and he has quite a nice opening, but he 
just immediately moves it on. And I get that's the offense, but I also feel like we trade it for Vucevic, the star. Like, I get DeRozan and Levine are here, but you're a star in your own right, and no one can fault you for taking those shots, even if you miss them. And and, and I think it just came down to why it got frustrating when he would be pass first is because they were just, at times, because Levine was injured some like several games a season to where it's like, okay, DeRozan's getting beat up. They're throwing the ball to Vooch. Please don't pass to, to IO or Javante green because they're just not three point shooters like that. And then, you know, I just said Caruso is a career seven point per game player. So when Vooch would pass the ball, it would be like, you're the three point shooter. You're the best three point shooter on this team on the floor. Sometimes like, do not, do not give up this open shot. Yeah. Especially when you've got like a few inches on the person and they're not even like in your face. Like they're a couple steps to get to you. It would be nice to see that catch and shoot. But I know he played good at the end of the season. So yeah. I, I don't want to come down on Vooch. No, no, no. He's on where we go because we've made such a big commitment to him. Yeah, I, I mean, he is, we talked a little bit before recording, but he is the, he's, they bet the future on Vooch, so I think he's here for the long haul, because if he gets moved or anything, it's going to look bad on management. Because you know Paxson somewhere there in the background, you know, whispering in ears. Does it look as bad if we let Vooch go and get Jimmy in return somehow? Yes. Like age is roughly the same. But I don't want DeRozan running the four and Patrick Williams running the center. Yeah, I mean, I guess we I mentioned this before, but like I'm I'm team Zach Levine kinda moving I don't know, say the Lakers or something. Mm-hmm. Just let him be free. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um Mostly, I guess we should. You're just ready to move on from Levine before this playoff. I I am. But, I mean, you're right. It'll be a good opportunity to see him in a playoff. This is first playoff series. Yeah, which is kind of wild to think. Because the Bulls have been so close for so long. Yeah, and he just missed it with the Timberwolves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Bucks Bulls series. What do you... Aside from Patrick Williams, what are you kind of expecting to see, or um, what what would you like to see from the Bulls? What what in this shitty situation of a series we got? What would be a successful series for you? Um, I would say Patrick Williams just being there is important. But besides that, as you said, um, God, this is gonna sound weird. But I want to see Levine or Io get ejected from a game for being like fucking <laughs> like just in this fucking series. I uh, can see that because I just want to see some fire from Levine, uh, even if it's detrimental to the team, because I don't think they're going to win this series at all. So I just want to see some fire from not that Io needs to have fire, but I just want to see him just like establish himself against like a championship team. Yeah. And be like, I'm not just a rookie and just fucking go for it. Especially against Drew Holiday. Like, I want to see him 
take leaps of going against Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday's kind of had his way. Man, uh, Drew Holiday has been the reason the Bucks us all season. Yeah, and I want to see Io just kind of go head to head with Drew Holiday and be successful enough that it's just like, damn, respect, you know, at the yeah. end of it. Um, and then, I mean, Lonzo's not coming back. Uh, I imagine I, there's nothing that I want to see from DeRozan other than what he's been doing all season. <laughs> True. Um, a big game for Vooch would be great just so it can keep Giannis busy because I think currently in the regular season, Giannis has not had to worry about Vooch, which has led to Giannis just kind of being Magic Johnson when he's playing, where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, why is, why is Giannis, especially Giannis, I almost felt like he was just clowning the Bulls the last like two games they had where he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do everything. Like, fuck it. Like, no one's going to stop me. Uh, and offensively, no one is going to stop him if he wants to score or if he wants to pass. So mm-hmm. I just want to see like Vuchev a big offensive game that they have to actually account for him. Cause right now I feel like no one really cares if he scores 18 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, I agree. He could grab 20 or 30 rebounds and teams seem to be fine. With it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. them to, to, to work on defending him. I I agree with you. I want to, Obviously, see Patrick Williams. Um, seeing Io, Io make some major leaps, especially in a matchup against Drew Holiday, I think they are very similar point guards um, in terms of their size and kind of there's not where Drew Holiday is now, but kind of early Drew Holiday back as a rookie with the Sixers. I think they have a lot of similarity, so kind of seeing him take that challenge a bit would be cool. Um, I'd like to see Caruso look healthy, but not wear himself out. Cause I would like to see him have more healthy years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like to see Donovan put together a good game plan. Like, even if it doesn't work, I want it to look like we're making adjustments and that's the key, the adjustments. I want to see them adjust. I feel like they don't do that enough. (laughs) They don't. They come out and do the same thing over and over again. God, just that game where, like, uh, the pick and roll, just, like, just destroying the Bulls every fucking time. And the Bulls are like, oh, should we, like, maybe, like, change rotations or do something? (laughs) It's like, no, they're just going to, they're just going to take advantage of the pick and roll every time. (laughs) I think it was Luca that was was destroying them with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I want to, and I don't know, we've made excuses for the Bulls all year of how they weren't healthy. I do think Lonzo Ball is a huge piece in the cohesion, but I also agree that one player, especially when that player isn't your number one or number two player, shouldn't be that important if you're a good team. So kind of just Billy Donovan finding a way to put us in positions to win. You know who we didn't talk about yet? Who I think there's a reason we didn't talk about him at all yet is Kobe Marco White. Zimanovic. No, no. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kobe. Yeah, uh, you're right. 
he he's fallen into the background and he I don't know if he seems comfortable like he'll show out when it's against a bad team but when it's against a good team he just kind of doesn't he fades yeah and I still don't know what his role on this team is I and uh, the, the that's the thing is I don't think it's Kobe's fault that he fades I th- I think it's Donovan's fault yeah cuz he doesn't know what to do with him and it's just like I don't know he's a really good fucking scorer and he shows that he's a really good playmaker if you let him. But I don't, I don't think they know how to have another. I don't, I don't know if Donovan knows how to use him like at all. Personally, I think we have had, well, we traded hella draft picks for Vooch, but it was a fun season. I liked what mm-hmm. we did. We took a shot, but I personally would not mind taking a step back and kind of building more around IO and, Caruso and Kobe White and Patrick Williams. I wish we got to see Marco Samanovic a little more. Seems like that would have been pretty dope. Yeah, that was another one where they wouldn't even put him in garbage time. Nope. And I think we talked about it in like episode two or three of just like, hey, when it's garbage time, I don't know, maybe put that big dude in who like could be important one day and, yeah. pro- and probably won't be because you won't put him in during garbage time. Like, I just I look at what Vooch did this season. And again, no offense to Vooch. I'm really team Vooch right now. Yeah, just in the terms of so the much. Bulls composition. I I don't see what he did that Marco Samanovic couldn't have done. A li- I'm not well, saying yeah, Marco's yeah, yeah, going to yeah, grab like 20 boards or anything like that. But just in terms of the role that Vucevic was playing, I don't think you need a Vucevic level player to do that. The problem is the Bulls were the number one seed for a good chunk of the season. So there's no reason to play Marco. <laughs> yeah, true. When well, you're the number one seed, but when if you're, you're like Popovic and you want to get your players some rest instead of let DeRozan just go at, at it, you you let them rest some. The only problem is like Popovich is just one of those confident dudes who's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter where we seed. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, he knows he'll out coach people, and the Bulls were like lucky to be number one for as long as they were. And they knew it and they were like, we got to just run this into the ground because like they barely missed the play in, you know, they only didn't, they only didn't have to deal with the play play in is because they beat the Cavs and the, the Raptors enough. Yep. Tiebreakers. Steel jumped us. Yeah. Uh, Which that, is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's not related to the Bulls, but Matisse Thibault not being able to play in Toronto just makes me want them to win or, or just somehow match up with Brooklyn so I can see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah. Okay. So Bulls, Bucks, who do you have winning in, and in how many games? Oh, man. I got the Bucks winning. Uh, in I'm going to say six games. I'm going to say Bulls pull out two in – Probably pointless games. Like one of them might be we're down three one, and we just stave off elimination. We might get a momentum game when we first pull into United Center for game three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say Bulls or sorry Bucks and five or six. Yeah, I, I'm going Bucks and five. I think the Bulls will win a home game, and hell, they might even have a home game where they blow them out. Yeah. I just think we're a better team than getting swept. Yeah, I don't but think at the same time. I don't the think 
still get swept. The Bucks are very legitimate. I don't want to use the word good. Like they're they're a legitimate team. They've been together. They play well together. They're well built. They got an amazing defense. But the Bulls got two of the best scorers in the league at the end of the day. And yeah. Seven game series can be pretty tough. I think if they had Lonzo, this game goes to seven. Or this Man, series I think goes if we to had seven. Lonzo, we and they could win. Yeah. Like I think we aren't even close to the position we're in right now if Lonzo was back. Yeah. No, the the Bulls would be facing like, I don't know, the Nets right now. Which would still be dangerous, but <laughs> Yeah. Uh they, they would be they would be they would be fight they they would be going against the playing team. Put it that way. <laughs> like if if Lonzo stayed healthy. Uh, and it sucks though, like, w- this is a Bulls podcast. I'm sure anyone that's listening is going to be like, damn, they're really down on the Bulls. But, like, we're basketball fans. We're not necessarily, we're fanboys, but we're realistic, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, the Bucks are really fucking good. Giannis is really, like, a generational talent, and he shows it against the Bulls so much that, like, Brooke Lopez looks like an all-star because <laughs> everyone has to focus on Giannis. They were triple teaming Giannis at one point in the last game. It was comical. It made the Bulls look like such scrubs that yeah, they had. A tri- that. Yeah. And they had a triple team because it was like, okay, we have Vooch and green and Thompson <laughs> like guarding Giannis. And it's just like, okay, why are we even trying? Like, it's pointless. I, I don't know. I just don't understand the whole Tristan Thompson signing. That was the, it, it felt like it was the the only move available, but we know that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah. Be accurate. I'm pretty down on the Bulls right now. I, I love them. But again, like Schwick said, realistically, damn boy, and, I, and I'm going to look for reasons to believe the Bulls will win in most situations. Oh, I'm going to watch every it's game just, and think they're going to win. <laughs> but, I sat there and, and did the whole Doctor Strange thing from Infinity War. Like, I I don't see a scenario. I see, like, maybe one reality in which we win. And it's like and a it's, someone gets injured reality. Is Yeah, or somehow the, the Bucks aren't hitting the, the big threes that keep them in games. and It's Giannis gets in foul trouble early. Or Giannis has to do ev- absolutely everything. Yeah. And I but, just, t- there's too many people on the Bucks that are capable. And uh, it's not even that, that, that deep a team, but there's enough people. If Giannis is on the court, the people around him are significantly better. So, I think Drew Holiday will probably be the MVP of this series. Yeah. Uh, and if Chris Middleton decides to go off, or be, you know, not Wiggins Middleton, then that's worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's like, Drew Holiday, like, hell of a player. Like, I mean, you look at his, his stats, really good player. But against the Bulls without Lonzo, he he just is on a different level. <laughs> it is insane. And even, and it's like he's been turning it on in the third and fourth quarters. Like, and I mentioned the Bulls have been kind of weak in the third and fourth. And it's the fucking the third quarter. 
Like third quarter's been a pain. And then in the fourth quarter, they're like, "We're only going to give it to Demar," and he's yep. he comes through. But that man looked tired at the end of the season. Like, yeah, like, like how many shots can you put up in high pressure situations yeah. <laughs> where they like need you, need you. And teams were knowing it was going to go to him in the fourth, and he was getting like hacked in yeah. several of the games, and the refs weren't calling stuff that often for him sometimes. I know he took a ton of free throws this year, but there were some games where he's like getting bullied and the the refs were just like, eh. <laughs> like Yeah, it seemed like his I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but it seems like from watching that his free throws per game went down. Yeah, and I they definitely felt like they did go down. And I don't feel like he was taking less contact or anything. <laughs> he was still getting his ass whooped. No, it was almost like they the, the refs were just like, oh, we called a lot that we probably shouldn't have called in the beginning of the season, so we're just going to take those back, and yeah. you're just going to get hacked as shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, because there was like some, like not to go back to the season, but there was like, I want to say one or two games where DeMar was like the only bull to go to the free throw line. Yeah, that was pretty frequent. How do you have Zach Levine, one of the greatest dunkers to ever live, like one of the best slashers in the game I, today, and DeMar is the only one that's going to the free throw line? I feel like Zach deserves more calls, but I also think Zach doesn't encourage calls. Like he whines about not getting a lot of calls. Oh, but, but when he whines, he when he yeah, oh my god, god, his whining was on my nerves. Like dude, go play some defense, bro. Dude, there was a couple games where like I think Stacy Keen was just getting pissed that like Zach Levine is like on the other end of the court complaining. It's like oh, the Covington hit a three. Good job. At least eighty five percent of the possessions that he cried on, like the team went down and scored. Yeah. And it's. That's not the type of. That's one of the main reasons I'm down on him. It's because I'm like, you. Even if you're not producing, that energy trickles down when people see you as a leader on the team. Mm -hmm. And how can we have any fucking toughness if you're sitting here acting like that? But again, I, I agree. He deserves more fouls called, but I don't think he really goes in there and encourages calls like he just goes in and seems to expect calls whereas he's not really making great plays to earn a call it's almost like he's cursed with sometimes he's too smooth when he does Same just go in. Rosehead. yeah where it's just like dude you you have so much damn talent you were able to slice that defense without touching anybody and it's like maybe you should like find a way to make it look like you got hit like just like Take the move set down from 10 to like 8 or 9 and get to the line. Yeah, for real. I, I'm just also unhappy because he made a very big point about how he wanted to be more known as a shooter than like a dunker slasher. So, I don't know. A little more if you aren't getting the calls. And if you miss them, you miss them. But like, it's not like he's ever turned down shitty shots back in the day like just take them yeah stop just expecting these weak foul calls that you're not getting it's like running into doing this over again with the same result yeah i mean again i'm sorry like anyone listening if we sound super down it's just it's also like thursday 10 30 at night <laughs> yeah, I, like I, <laughs> we, we we both worked like all day and shit and it's like so it's like we're energy levels a little low but also like 
I was almost dreading recording this because I'm just like, fuck, man, I'm just not like expecting much from the Bulls right now. And it, it hurts. Yeah, this was a fun season. This was a fun season. And I and it's like I'm so torn because the biggest parts of me know this season is over. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like the Bulls fan in me is like, but there's a chance. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying to fight that. Well, you know, damn well, the Bulls get this game to game seven or they somehow just beat the Bucks. We're going to be on this next episode being like, fuck, yeah, this is our team. <laughs> I'm shitting on everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every team in the playoffs. I'm like, y'all ain't shit. We're going to the finals. Yeah, we're going to go to a Ruckers in Milwaukee or some shit. And we're going <laughs> to record the episode. What is it? The the Bucks Plaza or whatever? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The deer, deer nest or some shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go there and record in Chad's car. <laughs> just bumping 90s Bulls music. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, uh, <laughs> are you ready for this? Just over and over and over. <laughs> Uh, but so obnoxious, it'd be fun though. Yeah, yeah, it would it'd totally be worth it. And you know, we'll but go. I just don't believe that's happening. I looked up, yeah. well, I clicked on Marco Simonovic on, on um, Google, and I swear it's a dude that looks like Tyson Fury. This isn't him, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Tyson Fury's brother or some shit, um. but um. But yeah, I don't know. Did, was there was there anything else that you wanted to hit on? No, I because... think that's it. Because you know, like either way, there will be one more episode, and it would yeah. either be, "Hey, let's look at what the who the Bulls are facing the second round," or there'll be a, "How did the series go?" and also, "What the Bulls need to do for next season." Yeah, I've already. My brain's already in off-season mode, and so we I discussed it with Schwick, and we had to. He convinced me to scratch that off the list of things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be that dire that we're already just like, okay, trade, trade, uh, sign, sign, draft. Yeah, I go into pseudo. What is it? Faux GM mode, real yeah. quick. And just immediately, it's like, all right, let's let's just break this down. It's not. <laughs> but you know, at the the other day, I'm gonna be wearing my black and red, and yeah, though, trying though, to keep a smile. It is April, so he's he's already slowly taking that Bulls hat off and putting his Cubs hat on. Oh man, I am Bulls podcast. I don't want to go too much in it, but Seiya Suzuki is my boy right now, and I'm oh I'm going to a Cubs Sox game, sweet. Oh, nice. Thanks for the invite, yeah. son of a bitch. I'm sorry. It was like we got pre-sale tickets, and it, they just happened to be there. I think it's the first game we're going to. Oh, no, we're going. it's the second game we're going to this season. Yeah, I need to get to a Sox game. Um, for those we're going to. We're still, we're still going to do our day game, night game. Well, when are we going to do it, coward? We can do it this year. Okay. Fucking better. Just so <laughs> anyone knows, uh, he's a Cubs fan. I'm a Sox fan. So... <laughs> Yeah, we've been playing on this for for a while, but this year I, I'm, it's gonna happen. Oh God, we just we just gotta plan it out, and we just gotta buy the tickets. Yeah, so that we can't back out of it. There, you, you pay for parking at Wrigley. I pay for parking at the White Sox Stadium. All right, because I'm not riding a train anymore. Fuck this. <laughs> <city. laughs> 
<laughs> and you know it's always tickets available at Comiskey Park or whatever it's called because fuck you no one goes there <laughs> no no this team's good I went to two games last year and those are both sellouts so. I went to a, I got invited last minute to a Cub Sox on the end of the seat that one that um we got smacked up in <laughs> yep well I was there yeah, <laughs> I went to two Sox games last year one of them was rained out but that was a sellout before it got rained out that's that is impressive. I honestly didn't even know the Sox sellout game. It, it was a bobblehead night. I ended up with like four Tim Anderson bobbleheads because people were just like, yo, just fucking take them because we're closing the stadium. Just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, before this becomes a Cub Sox podcast, Tim Anderson's us... better than any person on the Cubs right now. I won't deny that, <laughs> but I don't like that statement either. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have your bias to fucking talk about. I don't know, man. I love bias, but Mr. Swing and a Miss is... Yeah, I know, but when he was on the Cubs, you would try and convince me he's better than Tim Anderson. I was like, fuck you, dude. You know that's not true. He almost won MVP if it wasn't for stupid Christian Yellick. Now now he's on the fucking Tigers, and I gotta, like... (laughs) I have to see him so many times a season, but at least I get to see him strike out so many times now. Tim Anderson and Eloy... Are like the only socks that I'm all right with. Not Liam. Oh, and, and you guys gave us some. Yeah, I like Dylan C's. Oh yeah. Uh, don't don't talk about. Don't uh, you're about to say you're about to talk about the second baseman, aren't you? Thank you for yeah, Nick Madrigal. Fuck you, man. He was I I was so hyped for like him being this. The socks are cursed when it comes to second baseman. Anytime I'm like, okay, Chris Getz, he's the future second baseman out of the league in two years oh gordon beckham he's the future second baseman fucking out in five years i hate the, I, I hate second base you guys haven't had a second baseman since like ray durham <laughs> no for real yeah <laughs> oh, okay for real for real well this is a fun episode clearly yeah you can see how quickly i perked up talking about the cubs i am definitely in baseball mode but the Bulls going to kick some ass this season or this playoffs. And I'm quoted as saying we're going to lose. But here's optimistic chat. Bulls going to whoop that ass in four games. Okay, yeah. Lie, lie to them. Lie to them. <laughs> Let's go Patrick Williams. That's that's my thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys after round one. Um, for game one, if you aren't aware, is on Sunday. So enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and go Bulls.